a lot of soccer lately, to my great satisfaction and to D-Cell's increasing joy. We're converting him into a big soccer fan. And we're going to get into the World Cup, what was a, I thought, disappointing draw for the U.S. men's national team, a shocker, Argentina versus Saudi Arabia, and several other things with one of the best in the business, Roger Gonzalez, CBS Sports, CBSSports.com, CBS Sports HQ, reporter, analyst, leader, the head guy joins us now. Roger, what's up, man? Good morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you, dude. All right, let's um, let's start with with yesterday's U.S. men's national team draw against against Wales. They led for much of that game. They dominated the first half. They ended in a one-one draw. For, for you, I know there's a couple matches to go. What was your impression of their performance? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know, in the first half, we we obviously saw some good things, and and they played surprisingly well. You know, this came after two friendlies in September where they looked awful, and uh, you know, I was wondering what this team was was truly capable of being so young. And so, you know, they put together a, a nice first half. Didn't create a whole lot, of, you know, many chances, but positioned themselves nicely to potentially get three points. And the second half, it was like a, like they turned the switch off, that they were you know behind the ball most of the time and just kind of welcoming the pressure from, from Wales, and it ultimately cost them you know potentially two extra points there. So in the end, not a bad result. I think it's a fair one, but it does feel like a wasted opportunity. Roger, what are the odds, from your perspective, based on what you saw in that match, what we've seen from the inconsistent levels from, from the men's team over the course of qualifying, and what you think you know about England, that the U.S. can get some kind of a result against England on Friday. Yeah, I mean, it, it's tricky. You know, in these games where teams can, can sit back and, and park the bus, as they say, and just kind of try to withstand the pressure and, and sneak out a result, and anything can happen. I mean, I think, you know, what we saw this morning uh, with Argentina is evidence that, you know, that can, you know, any moment something wild in this competition can take place. So, you know, the last time they, they played England in the World Cup, they got a draw out of it. Um, of course, that was on a huge goalkeeper error for, from England. But, you know, this, this is a sport where, you know, crazy things happen, the unexplainable, the unexplainable happens. I mean, I think England, after what we saw them do in the opener against Iran, should feel more than comfortable. But, you know, that's why you have to play the match. And I think, you know, on paper it says England, you know, big time. But this is a U.S. team that will be motivated and w- with nothing to lose. Roger Gonzalez here on the show. Roger, most soccer fans, or at least most fans in this country who are watching the World Cup are are very casual, aren't following it necessarily year-round. I am, but I'm not sure if I'm in the majority or not yet. So for for the casual fan, how how good, what is the proper perspective and context for for how we should evaluate this U.S. team and, and how good, how talented they are compared to past U.S. teams and compared to the teams that are competing against them in Qatar? Yeah, that, that's a great question. I think, you know, when it comes to this generation of, of U.S. players, this is by far the most talent that the U.S. has ever had on its World Cup roster. Now, you know, this is one of the, the youngest teams at the World Cup. I think the average age is just over 25. So, you know, with that youth obviously comes some inexperience. Uh, and I kind of I agree with, with the coach, Greg Berhalter, who, who said the other day that, you know, the expectation, you know, kind of at the minimum is, is to get out of the group. Like, that's their main goal, viewing it as two competitions. So advancing from the group, getting to the, the knockout stages, and, and, you know, seeing what happens from there. So um, I think, you know, for it to be considered a successful World Cup, you have to get out of the group. Uh, otherwise, I would consider it a failure. 
And then anything after that is just, you know, kind of a bonus. You know, this isn't like on the women's side where, you know, the U.S. women are the best of the best and expected to always win. This is a, a men's team that is, you know, kind of on that tier of, you know, feels like maybe a third tier of, of national teams and tournaments of true, you know, um, I wouldn't say contenders, but the ability and expectations. So, you know, the, the qu- a quarterfinal trip would be a, an incredible achievement for this team. But, you know, for a casual fan that thinks that there's a, you know, a legitimate chance them to, to make a run to the final, that, that seems premature for, for a team like this. Roger Gonzalez here on the program. Roger, give me your percentage odds that you think we, the U.S., advances out of this group stage given that draw against Wales. Uh, that's, that's tricky. I, I predicted a draw in that opener, um, so I'm not surprised there. Uh, I mean, I would say oh, it's hard. 40%, I think. I think, you know, the thing is, we're playing an Iran team uh, in the third game that, you know, most people would think, oh, you know, how, how good can they really be? But they have two forwards that are, are really fantastic players that play for well-known European clubs. One of them, Taremi, scoring in the Champions League regularly, uh, a striker that I think the, the U.S. would love to have on their roster, uh, especially, you know, given the, the inconsistent performances in attack. So, you know, never say never. I think you get a point out of the Wales game, you're still in, a, in an okay spot, but it's certainly going to be a challenge. And that, that last game against Iran, there's going to be a lot of pressure. Roger, there's a sense sometimes in the soccer community that maybe, even though the World Cup's going to expand teams next time around, that there aren't enough competitive teams. And, and, and certainly Saudi Arabia pushed back on that narrative. I, I, I wanted to get up and watch it. I'm a huge Barcelona fan, so I'm a huge Messi fan, like a huge chunk of the world. Feel-good story, his opportunity to go out there and lead for the first time Argentina to, to a World Cup for, for him. And I expected to, when I opened my phone this morning at you know 4.30 in the morning, to see Argentina 5, Saudi Arabia 1, shocked Saudi Arabia's 2-1 win by betting odds, the biggest upset in World Cup history. What in the world happened? Yeah, that, that's been a, a tough pill to swallow for, for my household. My wife's from Argentina. She works at a local school, was going to wear her jersey, and last minute oh. said, uh-uh, can't do it. And so, yeah, it's a shock for, for everyone. I think, you know, I I remember, you know, my first memory of Saudi Arabia at a World Cup uh, was 2002, them losing to Germany 8-0. And so, I don't think anyone could have seen them, you know, really even keeping it within within a goal, let alone, you know, winning this match. And I think it was one of those games that's just kind of hard to understand and explain. But in the first half, Argentina had three goals disallowed. They created some good chances, you know, offsides by by a hair kept the game competitive. And in the second half, it was almost, you know, like they were a completely different team. They were shell shocked after conceding those those two goals. And uh, it's it's really difficult to to think of a bigger upset uh, in you know recent World Cup history. So this is uh, you know for all the people who consider Argentina a favorite, uh, having you know not lost in about three years and 36 games unbeaten, uh, this is one that will certainly go down in history as as one of the big time upsets. And it's really hard to just kind of understand how it all went down. I didn't see it. What was the officiating in any way? a contributing factor or, or did Saudi Arabia just hold whatever high line they were after and just, just beat them? So, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think the officiating, you know, there's, there's obviously the, you know, the, the technology for, for offsides. And I think they were valid calls. And I think Saudi Arabia played incredibly well, just surprisingly well. They defended well, they put pressure, 
they were organized. Uh, it's 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 really something that I don't think anyone could could have seen coming. I think I saw the odds at like plus twenty seven hundred for for Saudi Arabia to win. So that tells you you know what people thought about their chances. And you know I think it's well it's you know thanks for for Argentina fans. I think it's just another magical moment of this competition and and you know just kind of now shifts so much focus to, to Argentina's next game against Mexico on Saturday where they could potentially be crashing out. Talking to Roger Gonzalez here on the show. So if you're an Argentina fan, and I'm, I'm sorry for your wife because he's not my wife. He's just my, my tennis buddy, but a buddy of mine, his parents are from Argentina. He's from, he's from Spain, and um, I don't even have the guts to text him today. I'm just going to give it a, it's a five-day waiting rule. If you're him, if you're your wife, if you're an Argentina fan, are, are you rooting for, a, I guess, a draw in Mexico-Poland? Is that like, is that what's the path now, other than winning the next two matches? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's still a team that will be confident in, in, you know, winning the next two games and getting through. But you know, obviously, they put a lot of pressure on themselves, and I think that's exactly right. Is is kind of just. And I don't think they're too concerned with this Mexico-Poland game, but when you look at the the numbers, obviously, ending it if it ends in a draw, that would put the you know put them in a a bit of a, a better situation rather than, you know, potentially trailing a team by three points. So, yeah, I think they'll be they'll root for a draw, but their first thing is to address what happened and, and try to figure out how they can, you know, not come out so stale as they did in that second half because that was uh, an all-time uh, painful defeat for, for the Argentine national team. Well, what a debacle. All right, last one for you. Let's do some predictions on, on the way out, Roger. Appreciate the, the time and the perspective. Give me, I know this is hard to do because you don't know where guys are going to, where, where teams are going to finish, but give me your projected championship game or Final Four if you're feeling ambitious and who's going to win and how deep you think USA goes. Yeah, so I think I, I'm trying to remember back to my predictions that I, that I wrote for the website. No, I had Brazil winning it, France making it far as well. Um, I think I had Argentina in there. Don't feel too confident about that. And also think this England team is one that can, you know, can, can make some serious history. Uh, I, I think on paper, Brazil has just an incredible depth and, and talent, but a South American team hasn't won it in 20 years. So I remain kind of cautious on that. And for the U.S., uh, it's tricky. I predicted that they wouldn't make out of the group to uh, to start. They played really well in that first half, so I'm more hopeful that they can uh, can get something out of this competition. But uh, I'm not going to be surprised if, if it's three games at home. All right, Roger Gonzalez, I hope the next time that I talk to you, Argentina has advanced and they're shockingly playing the United States of America, and I'm conflicted. Uh, buddy, thank, <laughs> yeah. thank you for the time, pal. Appreciate the insight. Of course. Thank you.